The Oscars is over, thank heavens! And now we're on to one of this year's big film festivals. Ashley Scott and I will be talking about South by Southwest right here on LAOFCS Show. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. What up, everybody? <laughs> uh, it's another show. Thanks for having me on, uh, Ashley Scott. And uh, we're going to be talking about the, my first South by Southwest experience. And you guys are more experienced than I am. Uh, what are you looking forward to on this uh, festival? Any thoughts? Uh It's funny because I'm actually excited for you because <laughs> I really like um, experiencing people's first time with festivals because I think they're really fun. And uh, South by Southwest in particular has a certain vibe that I don't think other festivals have um, because it's a little bit weird. It's a little bit Austin. You know what I mean? You know, there's a lot. You'll see a lot of shirts that say keep Austin weird because Austin is like a, an anomaly, I think, in Texas. Um, so I'm excited to see how your festival experiences and how much fun you have with yes. the content and everything that's there and the people and all that stuff. I mean, of course, we're here to talk about the movies, but I'm excited for that. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I agree with Ashley. I mean, one of the things that I really look forward to, and I've been doing this, the festival circuit for about eight, eight to ten years at this point, um, is going to different ex- different festivals and experiencing them with different people. Uh, and, you know, every year we usually go to TIFF and we, we usually bring someone along who has never been there before. Um, I used to go with my friend Nick Yacobucci. Uh, we, we've, we've took Chad there one time. Uh, it's just nice to kind of see someone else uh, experience something that we're, we're a little, uh, I guess we're spoiled, I guess you can say, you know, we've, we've been to them quite, quite a few times. So it's always nice going with someone who hasn't been there to kind of get that energy. Yeah. And it's like a fresh experience looking at something through somebody else's eyes is, um, kind of really nice and it rejuvenates, you know, your passion for things because you're, Especially you, Rama. You're such an excited person, and you're it's so enthusiastic and positive. I'm just very excited to see how you react to South by Southwest. Yeah, I need to keep reminding myself there to kind of dial down a little bit because I, sometimes I get sucked into like, oh, party town, all right. Yeah, at South by. I get lost in there. Yeah, you will. It's uh, there's a party every corner. You'll see oh. it. It's just they shut down certain streets. Like it's just a, it's a party. So. You know, if if you want to party, you can party, but you're going to miss a lot of movies because you're going to be sleeping it off, I think. <laughs> well, so. speaking of movies, that's a great segue. Yeah. Um, we, I, I have a list of movies that I'm anticipating South by Southwest. Of course, we can agree probably Us is the big one, right? Uh, the big premiere. It's the actual reason that I wanted to go this year. Mm. I mean, if you took this movie out of the lineup, I think there's, I, I hate to say this because there might be some great discoveries. Which is great with South by Southwest because I feel like, you know, they may not be huge movies, but they're always movies that are like, they're little and indie gems that like I really end up loving, like Mr. Roosevelt and um, I'm trying to think of the other one. Summer of 03. Summer of 03. Oh. You know, there's great movies. And this year, I'm sorry to cut you off, Scott. It's all right. But no. this year, we're really lucky because um, South by Southwest actually has 60% of its programming is by females. So oh. like directed by females. So, you know, they, they took the initiative uh, pretty like... Before most other festivals picked up that initiative, Janet Pearson, the programmer at South by Southwest, who does a great job, um, was talking last year about how they made it important to make sure that females were at the front forefront of filmmaking at South by Southwest. So we have to, you know, give a shout out to South by Southwest for always, you know, 
doing really specific programming, making sure that they, you know, are giving us a wide variety of, uh, you know, voices and filmmakers and all of that. So for that reason, you get a wide variety of films that range from totally bizarre to something that'll keep you crying all runtime long. So I, I think, you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned that. I think there's a lot of film festivals now that are taking this initiative um, with this. But South by Southwest for me, and I've been going to, this is the longest festival that I've been attending. I think wow. it's 10 years It's for almost you. 10 years for me. And, you know, I've never had that concern there. You know, I never felt that. And the audience has always been diverse there. Right. And I think that's what makes it so special is that they didn't need to do this big to-do about it. Like, it didn't have to be like, oh, look what we're doing. It just kind of, you know, this is what we are. This is what Austin is. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was amazing. And, uh, Filmmaker Richard Linklater, he's a big, uh, right? Austin yes. guy, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I read And so least. is, um, oh, it's the guy that did the movie with the windows and the shades and the, oh, it was terrible. Terrence Malick. Terrence Malick. The Southwest, yes. Southwest guy. Oh, yeah. What oh. was that movie? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the, the Natalie Portman one. And, and like, it had so many great actors. Fassbender. Yes. And it was just. Do you remember which this one is? Tree of Life. No, it was the most recent one, one he yeah. did. Uh, I can't remember it. It was the opening night film too, and everyone was just bored. Everyone was like, yeah. "Yeah," and then the other one was like, oh. <laughs> "We're forgetting the title because the movie's so forgettable." Well, all I remember is like every other scene was someone staring out a window yeah. with like with like the curtains blowing gently in the wind. I'm like, "Oh my god!" It was the definition of white people problems. Yes, but like it, was. it really was. It really was. It was. Oh, okay. Sorry, we're getting off. <laughs> There are great movies in South by Southwest. And I think part of the attraction is this is Jordan Peele's first movie since uh, Get Out. Right. So, so that, we want to know yeah. whether it could be a great follow-up. You know, uh, just like Unbreakable is the, the Sixth Sense. Like, okay, we want to know if his yeah. next one is going to be as good. Um, so, I'm excited. It's uh, kind yeah. of hard to even... I don't even know what the plot is for us, yeah, you know, I which know. I like. It's, it's something about I'm, I'm just from the South by description. Yeah. It's a woman returning to her beachside childhood home with her husband and their children for a summer getaway. And then there's these other people that are there. I read something about like their their doppelgangers, doppelgangers, doppelgangers. And honestly, that's all I know about this movie. And I'm actually good with that because I don't want to know anything about this movie. Mm. I think that's what great which is what is great about a lot of film festivals films because most people, depending on the festival circuit, haven't seen it. Mm. So you know what I mean? There's not this level of like, it's the greatest movie ever, or it's the worst movie ever. None of those voices are in the back of your head telling you what to think. Um, and you get to go in there kind of with an open mind more than you do with other films. Mm. Um, and I think that's what's great. And I think that Us is going to be, you know, a really big step for Jordan Peele in the right direction. I... Whenever there's movies like this, I always try to keep my expectations in check because mm. I don't want to get really excited about something and be super disappointed. I just kind of take it as it is and I'm like, I'm going to watch it and it might be good. It might be bad. But with Jordan Peele, I tend to lean towards it's going to be good. Now, you know what I mean? They're making, yeah. a, making a big to do about it already. I agree. I agree. Now, uh, before uh, I'll let you guys share uh, most of your list, I want to ask real quick because I'm a newbie. <laughs> bus screening are are they secret screenings or what? What is that bus screening part? I noticed that on the website. Is that the one where if it's popular, they add another screening? Yes. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, okay. yeah. There, right. There's yeah. going to be, you know, they used to do surprise screenings, mm-hmm. and they may still do one. It depends. It would be on a the midnight. Probably. Oh. It would be a midnight. 
This um, year, it would probably be a midnight. They did Furious, I think it was six, one year. Oh. And then they did The Raid 2, another year. Um, and then after the raid two, because they had a huge fiasco with that, because they played it at midnight, the projector went out halfway through the film, and then they had to play it. <laughs> Which another will night. happen to you? Yes, it oh, will happen. It will happen. Uh, the projector went out, and they couldn't get it back up because you know everything was closed. You know, it's one Nobody o'clock in the help, morning. Yeah. So essentially, they had to reschedule it for another night. So and it, it became problem. Yeah, yeah, it became very problematic. So it could be why they haven't done another one like that. Mm. Um, if, like even when we saw Ready Player One last year, oh yeah, that happened was, or not? No, it was it was the best time for it to happen too because you know the scene in Ready Player One where the dome thing starts to like collapse and explode in the big battle scene, yeah. right? So it's going and the sound cut out and like all the like people are still running around shooting stuff. And what's great about Austin is the audience is always up for anything, so they're sitting there and they restart it, right? Same scene. It happens again uh. at the same scene. And then the audience is like, pew, pew, pew. pew. Like, making noises. It's the best. And, you know, like, Steven Spielberg was in the audience. Like, everybody was there. And it was just so funny. Uh. And I think they had to do it three times before they could get the audio fixed. And it, it's just notorious. It happens at South by Southwest. So just enjoy it. Um, All right. Because it's just funny It, for it most happened people. at uh, Mr. Roosevelt. It happened at Mr. Roosevelt. And um, Noelle Wells was actually in the audience. Oh. And she kept yelling out, well, this is cool. <laughs> I love that movie. The yeah. Cat. The Cat. The cat. Yeah. It's a great movie. That came from South by Southwest. So that's what I'm saying. You'll get really good movies like that mm. out of South by Southwest. But um, back to Jordan Peele, I think we're going to be very um, pleased with the result, I'm hoping. I'm but hoping so, Keeping too. expectations in check, which is what I always think you sh- we should tend to do. I mean, and I think Hollywood's riding on him a lot right now. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the fact that they have him doing the Twilight Zone. Oh, yes. And then... But that's CBS. It's only on CBS All Access, right? So right. you have to pay to get it. But they're trying that. I think that's going to get... I'm going to tell you this. I'll, I'm just going to say it right now. I think that's going to have more traction than Star Trek. I think more people are going to subscribe to CBS All Access for Twilight Zone than they are for Star Trek. I agree. Trek. There you go. Because I, I mean, it's not that I don't like Star Trek. It's just I'm not going to... The thing that's different about Twilight Zone is it's kind of like the episodic where you get like a different mini story every yeah. week, mm. you know? So as opposed to something that's kind of the same tonally and like, you know, same characters and all that stuff. So that's why I'm, you know... We're getting off topic, but yeah. I, CBS All Access is interesting. Yes. <laughs> so we'll get back to the list, Ron. Yeah. Did you have any other ones you want to talk about? Uh, want to share yours? Let me hear yours. Okay. Um. So I think one of, I guess I should talk about the movies that we've actually already seen that are at South by this year, okay. which I would recommend. Um. We saw Little Monsters at Sundance. Sundance. Sorry, I forgot. Um, Sundance. That you have to see that anybody who is in Austin has to see Little Monsters. It stars Lupita Nyong'o as a kindergarten teacher, and they get stuck at a farm with an entire kindergarten class during the zombie apocalypse. It's amazingly funny. Josh Gad is great. It's, you just have to see it. So that's one that you you have to see if you're in South by. That's a so great concept. You must see it. You're going <laughs> yeah. to laugh so hard. Um, and then the other one is Knock Down the House, um, mm. which is about, you know, the the push for the change in democratic, you know, 
Uh, yeah, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah, with the, uh, yeah. you know, pushing for more women and people of minorities. So that's another one you have to check out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to check that one out. And then uh, the last one is The Weeknd, mm. um, which I f- I'm really bad with names. So excuse me that I have to look up who So Farewell is farewell not coming to South by Southwest? Who? No. Farewell. The Farewell. The farewell. I'm surprised. There's yeah. actually a lot of movies. That. There's actually a that. lot of movies that we were surprised that we saw at Sundance that aren't going to be here. That was one of them. And then mm. Honey Boy was also one. One of them we were yeah. surprised. Oh, and what was the other one? I want to see Late, that night. So bad. Late night. Uh, there were three. Mindy Calling. We thought they would be really good additions, but maybe it's not. Like yesterday, I think they announced that Late Night's coming out June seventh. Yeah. So that's probably why they're not doing many, any more festival screenings. Um, but that's a great one. But uh, the weekend has Stella McGee, um, and it stars uh, Sashir Zamata, Tone Bell, Dewanda Weiss, and a few other people who are. You know, it's it's a really small indie movie. It's low budget, but it's it's got great female characters in it. It's got great um, comedians, female comedians in it, um, mm. and it's it's just great. So I think you should check that one out. So those are the three that we've seen that are actually at South, at South by this year. Um, but there's quite a few other ones. Yeah, so um, for me, I mean, like I was saying initially, um, Us, I think, is the biggest draw for the festival. I actually feel like the film festival would really have suffered this year if it wasn't for this Us and maybe like two or three other titles. Because I don't feel like, like, I feel every other year there's been like a few major releases. Yes. And I feel like this year there aren't many yeah, I, I mean, I think that's part of the issue for me is I'm like not seeing those big, which is fine because you know we don't necessarily need the big studio films right. at a festival. I think that's great. But, but South it's by just, South it rides by, on it. It does. South by has made that such a priority mm-hmm. to have these big studio premieres, whether it's Bridesmaids, whether it's oh. Kick Ass, you know, some Baby Driver, Baby Driver, Quiet Place, Ready Player I mean, One. one. Yeah, like they, which Ready Player One and Quiet Place were the same year. Yeah, so that's what we're that's saying. Right. There were like major films, and I mean, it, it opens the door for you to have you know the more excitement for the smaller films that are coming out. Um, but I don't know if it's going to draw as big of a crowd because those huge movies are not. And the, as represented. And the studio's doing weird things this year because last year, um, and typically for South by Southwest, as someone who, who's been going for 10 years, they normally put all the stuff in the first weekend because mm-hmm. most of the press people wind up leaving mm-hmm. uh, that Monday. I mean, some of them even right, leave Sunday. Right, people will say like Wednesday to Sunday or Wednesday, or Wednesday to Monday yeah. or Thursday to Monday. Because they have other junkets to cover. Yeah, they have the to do after, stuff yeah. and people, you know, have to try, you know... This year, they're doing this weird thing where they're spreading stuff out. Like and Pet Pet Cemetery is the last weekend. the last movie. Yes. And, and in the past, like last year, they did Isle of Dogs, but Isle of Dogs, a lot of people already saw. They were already screening that, so essentially, so it wasn't as big a deal. It wasn't that big it. of a deal. And then um, I forgot the Curse of La Lucha. Is that what it is? La Llorona. La yeah. Llorona. That that one is also playing. I think on either a Thursday or a Friday. That's right. So they're trying to stretch it out. And then the movie that I wanted to talk about, which is Stuber, uh, with uh, Kumal Ninjani. Uh, I know I butchered his name. <laughs> Kumail, Kumail Nanjani. Nanjani. Kumail Nanjani. Yeah. Scott butchers his yeah, name. I know I butcher so everyone's name. Yeah, don't. Uh, which is a shame. Um, but, you know, that movie's premiering on a Wednesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. and what's, what's that movie about? Because I actually didn't put that one yeah, on. Um, he's, um, he, uh, Kumail plays the uh, a, a Uber driver who picks up a passenger who's played by Dave Brutista who turns out to be a cop hot on the trail of a brutal killer 
and it's kind of like this odd buddy comedy oh. where they work together. Who directed it? Uh, it is directed by I don't know who it's directed by. So Dave Bautista's not stuck in a coma. Oh, no. directed okay. by Michael Douse. <laughs> oh, where'd you see that? Right here. Michael Douse. I don't. Remember I just want to know who did. Um, and it's apparently Kumail t- write it. No. And it's apparently 20th century. Oh, Karen cent- Gillian's in it, too. Yes. And it's Ooh. 20th century Fox also. <laughs> well, great is the galaxy. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, uh, <laughs> one of my most anticipated here, just want to share real quick, yeah. uh, uh, The Highwayman, um, the Netflix movie that's coming up with Kevin Costner and Woody Harrelson. I love it because I was a big fan of Bonnie and Clyde growing up. Mm-hmm. And the movie's about these two detectives. I mean, I think... Uh, Texas Rangers, not FBI or detectives, but they're the ones who actually, you know, nail down uh, Bonnie and Clyde ultimately. And uh, it's it's nice to see Bonnie and Clyde's story from that perspective. So that's definitely one of my yeah. We've you see Bonnie and Clyde portrayed in so many different ways, exactly, but from a different perspective. That's yeah. The guys who actually take them good. down. So I want to see that definitely. Good. Yeah. It's also directed by the same guy who did The Founder. That's right, which, which John I'm excited Lee. about. Yeah, yeah. So, um. You know, this kind of brings up an interesting point. You pointed out that that's going to be on Netflix. Yeah. Um, do you feel, I mean, I know this is your first fe- film festival, like the major one. Okay. Do you feel like having a lot of films that are going to be on Netflix, do you think they take away from film festivals? Oh. Like your level of excitement, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So, so like something like Velvet Buzzsaw. Yeah, because they, they gave me the screeners right after the premiere. So I was like, okay, um, I guess there's no reason for me to go to Sundance to watch it, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that does that does play a factor, I guess. Like if you want to get that South by Southwest experience and then like, oh, I can just get it on the screen. And it's like, yeah, it does take away a little bit. You're right. I get, is that what your point? Yeah. yeah. No, I think. I, but Way I think, to bring down the mood. But, uh, <laughs> but, but I think it's becoming more and more of an issue as these films kind of play at the festivals. Yeah. You know, unless it's like, especially the ones that they open so quickly afterwards. Like Beach Bum. Yeah. Yes. yeah, like Beach Bum. I mean, what was the one we saw at Sundance with Mark Duplass that I liked? And Paddleton, did, Paddleton, which is on Netflix now. now. Oh. Like, there's not this, like, if it's like, the Irishman, for example, I'm going to spoil this right now, is going to be playing at TIFF and Toronto and all those wonderful places. Um, but that's probably going to have a long, long lead where it's not going to come out until December. Which is which is what I like about TIFF because I feel like they haven't done that yet. With yeah. Many, I don't I can't I may be wrong, but I can't remember any films that they had there that they released like immediately after. The only one that you can, might be able to say that to was Star is Born, but it already had a release date set. So you can't mm. say like, oh, it screened in L.A. like right after that or yeah. at the same time because it already had a release date. Um, I just think like these movies that... For streaming services movies. Yeah, for streaming services. Uh, I, think it, I think it kills the buzz for... No pun intended for Buzzsaw because, you know, people see it and then it's available a week later. It doesn't let any momentum build about the film um, or excitement or, you know, oh, I saw this at Sundance and it's coming out in March and you have to see it. It's great. You know, it came out like right away. So I think I think they do themselves a disservice by putting it out so quickly. It does need to have a bigger window, I think, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, good point. That's what I'm. I'm just worried about that because I've noticed more and more festivals have started to do this, mm-hmm. and it's. But it's mostly Netflix, isn't it? Yes, because Netflix is the only one who it's is not, not like pushing no for Hulu. a theater. And Amazon Amazon Studios hasn't done it yet either. No, I don't think they're going to start doing it more, but they're not. 
they're being smart with it. They're going to select certain ones that they're going to put in theaters mm-hmm. and push, and then there's going to be another handful of films that they're just going to put on well, Amazon Studios streaming. That's what I thought was going to happen to Triple Frontier, but no, they didn't have it for South by Southwest. I was no. like, okay, I thought they were going to bring it there. The programming, I think, yeah. this year is really interesting because I think it, from my perspective, it focused on a lot of really smaller films than the bigger ones. Mm. Um and that that could be really good for the festival because it can generate buzz and it'll be like it premiered here and it was the first one. But it's just um, what what I also think is interesting is when you go to Toronto, if something premieres in Toronto, they say it's the world premiere, but then like South by it'll be like, oh, it's the it's the U.S. premiere, cause yeah. it, you know, because it hadn't played in the U.S. I just think it's funny the way they kind of word that because they're like, we still want the level of prestige, but it did play in Toronto. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I it's, mean, it's the Burbank premiere. Yeah, yeah the Burbank <laughs> yeah. premiere, the LA premiere. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, we were talking about how they did with the scheduling, and they put Pet Cemetery at the end. It is one of my anticipated films, I but know. I'm not going to be there for it. We're leaving, um, and I mean, it it is what it is. You know, um, it's disappointing that we're not going to get to see it, but we'll just have to wait for the premiere. Um, when it's in L.A. or the screenings in L.A., uh, I don't here. like scary movies, which is really funny because I have this weird contrast in me. Like, I love dark and gothic and, like, you know, kind of spooky type stuff, but I don't like being scared. So it's, like, balancing that out where I'm like, Pet Cemetery looks really creepy and, like, dark, and but is it going to scare me? So that's always the balance that Scott thinks is funny when I'm trying to watch something. I'm like, I want to watch it, but I don't want to watch it, but I want to watch it. <laughs> It's so hard. I mean, the, the, what I've noticed this year about the lineup, yeah. um, outside of what I just said about like the, the way that they're spreading everything out, is that they're going very much uh, comedy-driven and horror-driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've noticed a lot of the descriptions, they don't sound as like depressing or dark. Like, or, you know, just melancholy, as yeah. a lot of ind- independent films tend to Everything be. seems like they're going, they're really embracing the comedic side of things. Or, or the, you're going to be crying because you're yeah. scared. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sad crying. Um, I mean, it, you know, speaking of the opening weekend, if you look at most of the movies that are coming out that, that opening weekend, uh, the one that I'm most looking forward to outside of us is Book Smart with Olivia Wilde, mm-hmm. uh, her directorial debut. That's um, first on my list. Too. Yeah. And I mean, um, I love the cast. I mean, we got uh, Beanie Feldstein in there. We got Jason Sudeikis, uh, Caitlin Deaver. Who I, who I love since Short Term 12. Mm-hmm. I love that all these Short Term 12 actors are having like their renaissance over the last couple of years. Rami, it's great. Bray, Lakeith. Yeah. They're getting big. Everyone's <laughs> getting big finally. Yes. Um, and, I, and I'm and i really looking forward to this and it's just, it's a, it's a comedy about high school friendships and mm-hmm. I think it's going to play really well. I mean, they put Olivia on the cover of their magazine. Did you get the magazine in the mail? I have not. Uh, they they sent out one where she's on the cover South of Southwest Southwest yeah. sent it out, yeah. And, They'll, they'll hand them out the first day you're there. Um, and I think we just also want to point out that um, it is directed by Olivia Wilde, but mm-hmm. it's also written by uh, all females. Well, yeah. So, so woo-hoo. I'm, but, um, I'm hoping it's the more effective blockers. <laughs> you know, where it wasn't written by guys, and you can yeah. tell it was written by guys. That's true. 
Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of them... Uh, New topic. <laughs> Seth Rogen uh, brings two movies uh, at South by Southwest. <laughs> Long Shot <laughs> and Good Boys. <laughs> Looking forward to Good Boys. I'm not mm, sure about Long Shot. <laughs> mm. Long Shot's the one with... Uh, we showed the last wrong. night. Okay. Maybe is what I'm saying for that one. Because here's the thing. If you watch the trailer for Long Shot, yeah. Seth Rogen isn't that over-the-top ridiculous person the entire trailer, which gives me hope for the fact that it might have a little bit of enough of him being, like, a normal, like, you know, just, like, awkward guy, which I think he could do really well with, uh, but it's kind of like, what was the one he was in? I love it. 50-50. You were saying that one, I would say The Guilt Trip, which I also love with him and Barbara Streisand. See, I didn't see that one. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, like, he... I like him so much more when he doesn't do that over-the-top gross-out. But Scott and I don't like those type of movies. We don't find them funny. Yeah. Uh, so whenever he's attached to a project, I get a little bit like, oh. Cautious about it. Oh, no. <laughs> but Long Shot, we did see the trailer for, and I actually looked at Scott, and I was like, it might be okay. Like, I might actually like that movie. So we'll see. It's an interesting combination with uh, Charlize Theron and him. Like, I didn't think that was, like, uh, that. that isn't a pairing in my brain that would normally work. Um but the trailer made me excited enough. Um, and Good Boys, I don't know. <laughs> the first couple words of the thing are of the, of the description are the writers of Superbad and the producers of Sausage Party. Yeah, and then that, at that, that point, that. I walked out the room. That now, says it. That says it. I, oh, oh, god. Yeah, it's for a particular audience. And, okay. <laughs> Here's the other problem. Yeah. When you read the description, it just doesn't get better for me from this point. <laughs> the writers of Superbad and the producers of Sausage Party take on a sixth take on sixth grade in a Universal's uh, Good Boys, an R-rated comedy about three friends on an epic one-day odyssey of bad decisions. Okay. <laughs> the comedy in Superbad and Sausage Party is already crude. Now you're going to take it back and be like, we're in sixth grade, so we can do whatever we want because sixth grade boys are gross, which, okay. But then I pull back like maybe a quarter of an inch <laughs> because Jacob Tremblay's in it. So yes. I'm like, I'm very conflicted because I love Jacob and I like everything he's done. He did Burning Your Maps. He did, um, what was the other one? Room. Room. No. The one that played, I know Room. <laughs> the one that played at uh, TIFF. He had two movies The at- Predator. He's in the Predator. No, don't no. talk about the Predator. He didn't do that movie. Oh, sorry. He wasn't in that movie. That wasn't in the movie. Oh, man. Okay. That was, was him. That no, was no, him. No, but no, we no. didn't. He doesn't. We're pretending it wasn't. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. No, it was um, Wonder. Wonder, yes. Oh, Burn yeah. Your Maps. And then there was another one that played at South by Southwest. Uh, 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 t- TIFF this. last year. What is it? Oh, my brain. Oh, the one which you like with Kit Harrington. Yeah. No, that wasn't the one I was life thinking of. Life and death of the De- life and death of John F. Donovan. Oh, yeah, he's in there. He was in that, but that oh. wasn't the movie I was thinking of. Because Burn Your Maps was, uh, jo- Life of John F. Donovan was last year. Burn Your Maps was the year before that, and he had two movies that year. Predator. No. <laughs> no. You're it- talking about the Book of Henry. Yes. Okay. Book Maybe I don't know. The well, we'll get this topic. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, That's what we're doing it live. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I love Jacob. He's my only reason to watch great. this movie. Right. Okay. Boys. So yeah. I think this is going to be one of those movies where all three of us are going to be sitting next to each other and we're all just going to be like, 
Like, please. I hope we can sit in the front again like we did with Sausage Party so and like Seth Rogen angry. can like look at me so angrily and I look at him so angrily during the whole Q&A. That's what I want. I want to be like this. I just get... I, just like on the back of our notebook we just supposed to need to put N-O in like huge words and just be like... F you. F you. We give it a... No. Like Olympic like, judges. Yeah, like on the judges of American Idol. It's like zero, one, one. No. no. <laughs> How do you rate it? No. no. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm being hard on it. It could be fine. And this I, is why he turned down our interview request, Ash. <laughs> this is why. Hey. But, he might be a nice guy, yeah. but I just we're, we're not on the same page when it comes to what we think are funny, and that's fine. And that's what's great about movies yes. is there's stuff for people, you know. Yeah. That's funny. You, here's there's a great example actually from South by Southwest last year. You had summer of 03, or summer 03. I can't remember if there's an of in there. I keep forgetting. I'm sorry. Um, summer 03 with... Um, Joey King. Joey King. Oh, my God. I blanked out on her face. Joey King. And then you had Blockers with that cast. Yeah. It both handled, like, female coming-of-age adolescent type stuff. But summer of 03 does it in a way that is authentic while still preserving the crude nature of, like, sexual awakening and, like, how things can be not so PC and pretty. And it does it in a way that's authentic and funny, where Blockers just takes it over the top, which is my problem with a lot of modern comedy, is they put it too far over the top to get that reaction. Um, And it's just a really interesting balance because they're two films that handle very similar topics, and one's done so much more authentically and gracefully. Mm. And one is blockers. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's nothing blockers. against blockers. You know, some people like it. I did not. I liked Summer of Three, yeah. which I, I think is on Netflix or yes. will be on Netflix soon. I thought I read that somewhere. Probably. It might be on there now. It might be. But it's a very good movie. You should check it out. Um, and, th- and that's what I also told uh, Scott last week when we talked about fighting with my family. I think I like Brit humor better because, you know, like Stephen Merchant, he always banks on awkwardness and contrast between, you know, the this couple and that couple as opposed to just like crude and raunchy you know yeah. which is our, our brand of humor in america here but uh and i and i mean it started that all started with american pie that's true and, and it's funny because <laughs> we can blame american we, pie for that and it, and it worked for a while mm-hmm. yeah. you know and it, there was times where i watched certain things and i was like okay this kind of works for me and it, they just the studios just bank so heavily on that now. Mm. Well, they also, you know, you started with American Pie, and it's fine. You can do like one of those movies every couple of years, but to do one every single year using the same type of humor, you have to up the ante from a you know filmmaker or a studio perspective. You have to up the ante to make it appeal. It's like even better than Sausage Party, or even raunchier than American Pie, and that's the way that you need to get recognition of your film and that's just a result of being in the industry and producing the same type of film every year which you'll see also I think with uh, superhero films is we're starting to see superhero fatigue uh, just because we're having so many of them and you're seeing the same type of you know like, comparisons drawn you know it's like oh uh, is you know and is this movie better than that movie or is this and it's like that's how the studio has to market it they have mm. to balance it against you know there's that whole thing with brie and uh shazam and zachary levi actually addressed it on his twitter and said like you know this you're not doing me any favors um so it's good that he took that stand 
Uh, but, you know, it's just the studios kind of having to over, over outdo themselves. See, what's I guess. interesting about that, I'm glad you pointed that out because the studios with superhero movies have noticed this. And it's like, it's funny because the formula was already working and it was making a ton of money. And with the success of Wonder Woman, you know, then came the, the success of Black Panther. And pretty soon it will be the success of Captain Marvel. And now they're talking about doing like a Latino superhero and all this other stuff that's coming out. That's and then true. Shazam's is- coming out and it's more of a comedy. Right. It's nice when you mix things up. What My problem with the comedy that she was pointing out. Hit my microphone. Is, is, <laughs> <laughs> the problem with that comedy is just that it's just it feels so generic now like i yeah. feel like it's just the same thing over and over and, and over and over you know again. the themes are so monotone you know what i mean it's yeah. always like you know i don't know losing virginity no yeah, like, yeah and there's there's never anything that's added to the conversation i feel like if you talk about the superhero movies you're right they are adding different elements to it that make that that progress the genre more mm. than comedies because i feel like comedies are still stuck in the same little box of what we can talk about that's awkward and funny. And what's interesting, if you look at the movie, like, Eighth Grade, it handled some stuff that was very difficult, but it did it in an authentic way that was still funny because Bo Burham is literally one of the funniest people I've ever heard speak. But, you know, that's just because you have different people behind, you know, the writing and the directing and all that stuff. So I think... I think we need to move comedy in a different direction for it to survive what it's going through right now because everything is so, you know, you can say super bad is very similar to probably what we're going to see with good boys, but it's, you know, six years younger because they were seniors (laughs) and now we're in sixth grade. So I don't know. We may be prejudging the movie and I will walk in there with as much of an open mind as I can, but I'm concerned. But I think uh, at this point we can agree that, at least for me, I'm not too crazy about Seth Rogen's movies, but... I'm still waiting on that Pineapple Express too. So, (laughs) I like Pineapple Express. Like people say, oh, you just hate all comedies, or oh, you just hate Seth Rogen. No, I think Pineapple Express was funny. I liked that movie, Um, and I I actually surprisingly liked Superbad when it came out. But it's again more of the same thing kept coming, and it makes you tired of seeing the same story. a, a, A brain freeze of that that formula yeah definitely. it's yeah. like you you need something needs to progress in the genre i get it with topics and themes uh lisa anticipated or what no yeah, i what wanted to ask you yeah. you said yeah. you had a couple of picks that we, oh, yeah, were yeah, a yeah, little yeah. under under the radar i want to know what yeah. those were yeah i do have it on my list well, i'm comparing your list to my list i'm like what do we have what do we have <laughs> uh I, I love horror movie oh. uh or horror thriller uh tales from the lodge is very indie uh mackenzie crook dustin demi burns um it's set in England, uh, but they fu- they settle for a fun evening, and then it, the evening turns into murder, ghosts, zombies, and possessions. That's that's all the logline here. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. I'm just so curious as to what that is about. Um, so that's an indie. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I could pick out from here. A- any indie that you you guys have on your list? Um, I'm with Ashley oh, on the. Oh, yeah, here's another one. I am right. I'm Richard Pryor. That's a documentary, I believe. Uh, yes. So I'm looking forward to that one too because I'm a huge fan of Richard Pryor. I think that's an indie docu. Uh, but yeah, that's on my list as well. Yeah. Uh, speaking of documentaries, I have the Running with Beto. 
um, documentary oh, Beto, on there. Beto Rourke. Beto, yeah. Beto Rourke. Um, yeah. And they follow the high, uh, behind the scenes of his breakaway campaign to unseat Ted Cruz in the U.S. Senate. That's right. Uh, with intimate access to the candidate, his family, the team, it captures his rise from a virtual unknown to a national political sensation. Um, and it is the world premiere. Uh, I'm excited to see that. I I think that what we're seeing in politics is really interesting right now as we're seeing a shift towards um, something that I think may be better than the current climate. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> I'm saying that it's going to be better. But um, Bernie 2020. Yeah. <laughs> what else? <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for that. And then if we're just talking about just as general movies that mm. uh, I want to see. There's another uh, documentary called Romantic Comedy by Elizabeth Sankey, and she investigates the past, present, and future of romantic comedies assisted by a chorus of critics, actors, and filmmakers. So it kind of deconstructs the genre and uh, gives you an interesting perspective on it. And then just some other random ones so I can tell you my list. Uh, Mother's Little Helpers by uh, Kestrin Pantera. Uh, when Joy Pride, a groovy 70s burnout from the on the caboose of the flower power movement learns she has weeks to live her estranged children come together to do right by their mother who always did them wrong mm. so uh i'm excited to see that it kind of reminds me of the uh, little character arc in uh, casual with their oh, mom yeah, yeah. um so i'm interested to see that and it has david giantoli who i love from grim and a uh, million things so here's another one that i love him <laughs> i have on my list i don't know if you, uh, you have this on your list uh-huh. uh I noticed that director Logan Marshall Green, oh yes, bringing Adopt the Highway, uh, about a, a drama being released from prison following a twenty-year sentence for a minor offense. An ex-con must learn to navigate the world. So, that, is that his feature directorial debut? Uh, to my knowledge, uh, I think your so. Knowledge? I think okay, so. Yeah. I haven't heard of anything else that he's done. Um, big fan of his. It's, it's upgrade. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that how that plays out. Yeah. Um, one that I've been excited for is the art of self defense. Yeah, um, I have that on my list too. Oh, who's that? Uh, Riley Stearns. Oh, okay. Did you see his last movie? I didn't see his Fault last movie. with Fault. Mary with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. It's great. Missed film. out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's apparently set set in the world of karate. It's a dark movie. Um. Jesse Eisenberg's Jesse and Eisenberg's on it. <gasps> and Jesse Eisenberg is always interesting because I, I feel like he's either perfect in a role or totally miscast. So right. we'll see we'll see how he gets. <laughs> so we'll watch this like this. Yeah. <laughs> Not Lex Luthor or Jesse yeah, Eisenberg. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I'm looking for that one. And then I think one that we both have on our list is Yes God Yes, because yes. I think you stole it from me. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what, where's the anticipation for the beach bomb? Zero. <laughs> zero. Zero anticipation for that movie. Where's our buzz for that one? <laughs> there, there is none. Uh, Neon doesn't have any either. Um, sorry, Neon. Love you. And that's because, um, I, I don't know about you guys, but I was not too crazy about Spring Breakers. Oh, I hate so, it. So <laughs> it's the same filmmaker. Kids got started about Spring Breakers. <laughs> so that's not definitely on my anticipated list. Um, uh, yeah. That director, though, uh, Harmony Corinne. Yeah. Um, he he makes such weird out there movies, um, and I know like Spring Breakers was his attempt to kind of go indie and also mainstream. And this one, I watched the trailer, and I I, I have to be honest, about halfway through it, I turned the trailer off. I just I couldn't even make it through the trailer. It yeah. just looks terrible. It's like it's like Matthew McConaughey doing a poor man's version of Jimmy Buffett. I don't understand. And well, that's and, a description. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then it's like Snoop Dogg's in there randomly. Like I'm like, oh, oh yeah, okay. the one with Snoop Dogg. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I can't. I just can't. Like, 
And it's funny because I put this on my schedule, and then I know there's like two or three movies that overlap it, and there's smaller indie films that might not go anywhere, but I'd rather take the risk and go see them. Yeah. One of them. And he, you know, he reminds me also of his character from, what is it, Days and Confused, too? Like, it's as if yeah. he, he grew up to become the guy in Beach Bum. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I mean, he was on that, like, rise for a while, and then he did Serenity. And yeah. I mean, oh. Oh, then, my, Serenity. <laughs> yeah, Serenity was like. Serenity now! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one does not look any better. I mean, I, I, I we think might I'm be pleasantly skip it. surprised if no, we want to be. We're going to skip it. Okay. Because Never it's, mind. Because it's only screening once. And it's screening like alongside During, other okay. indie okay. films. All right. And it comes out later this month. Uh, I'm not going yeah, to fight to see it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll see it. Neon will send us a screener yeah. as soon as we get home. They'll be like, please watch um, this movie. So there's one film that I think looks really like weird. And it's like one of those that I think I could like, but like maybe not. It might scare me too. So I kind of pick these movies that are a little. <laughs> but uh, Daniel isn't real. And it's troubled Luke suffers a violent family trauma and resurrects his childhood imaginary friend to help him cope. Charismatic and full of manic energy, Daniel helps Luke to achieve his dreams before pushing him into a desperate fight for his own soul. So it could be like really dark and kind of interesting. Um, I love dark stuff. It's directed by Adam Egypt Mortimer and written by Daniel DeLue and uh, Adam Egypt Mortimer starring Patrick Schwarzenegger and Miles Robbins, Sasha Lane, Hannah Marks, Mary Stewart, Masterson. So. All right. It's just a little, like, it's a weird <laughs> enough description for me, like, that might be really good. Catches it might suit. totally fuck me up, but it might be really good. <laughs> we'll see. All right. So do we want to finish out with one more choice from everybody, or are you guys... What, what, what should we do? Pick of the week, or... On pick, of the week. Yes. Let's do pick of the week. Okay. Pick of the week. Okay. Uh, LOFCS does this every week, and uh, this week's winner is Greta. And if, I don't know if you know this, Focus Features gives gives away free tickets for those who are named Greta. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> Greta Gerwig. <laughs> so uh, I love this movie. It's surprisingly funny, and it's just off the walls. So I'm like, what is going on? Neil Jordan giving us a... Horror thriller slash comedy. That's that's new for him. What do you guys think? We saw this one back in Toronto, um, and it was one of the, like when you're at festivals, you don't Ooh. know what to expect. And we walked in there, we're like, "Wait, this is kind of bad. Is it supposed to be bad? Oh wait, this is fun. You know, that's kind of the progression in the movie because you don't know like is is are they serious or is this just really bad acting? And it's just it's one of those movies that you have to just totally embrace the craziness and the bizarre nature of it um, and appreciate that you're probably never going to see Isabel Hubert like that again. Mm. Um, I just don't think she's going to take that ro- roles like that again. No. So just enjoy it and it's fun. It's. You know, it may not be your cup of tea, but it's bizarre and funny. I, I would say the, the the best way to describe this movie is very campy, uh, very much embrace it for what it is and all its weirdness and its wackiness. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I can tell you that you should be able to take away from this film, regardless if you like it or not, is that none of these actresses have done anything quite like this before. And it's, it's almost weird because you feel like they're sort of outside of their comfort zone with this, but... By the the third act, uh, everyone is fully embraced it, and they really know what they're they're doing. And it's you know, Ram and I were talking like the extreme levels of like whether it's dan- ballet dancing around <laughs> or, gum or throwing spitting. gum into someone's hair or flipping tables in a restaurant. It's just, it's crazy. just it just goes to that extreme level. But because of the talent behind it, it somehow feels almost like realistic 
and and bizarre. I don't yeah. know. I, like I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's unnerving. Yeah, you know, because the the base of the story is this woman who kidnaps other women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a stalker movie, right? <laughs> yeah, starring all women, which is it kind of turns this the the genre in a way on its head because the stalker movies are usually you know male female love relationship and exactly. this is something where it's a totally different dynamic between the two characters but it still is twisted and demented and a little bizarre oh, so and i think the screen the screening uh this the actual movie itself has this great arc with chloe's character where there's a reason for why she's lured into this like why she wants yeah, to follow it, it this. does a great job developing the characters enough to make the story believable That's not true. as to why it would just be like oh this is just happening because it is you know, so I think that, see Greta if yeah. you're interested. We liked it. <laughs> I do, and I agree. And I love, I love the fact that it starts off with a purse being on a a train, right? And you know, it's something like in this day and age, someone could have left a credit card, you know, something stupid, yeah. but something so traditional as a purse being left and an old woman's purse on right. top of it. Right. I think that really adds right. to the film. Awesome, you guys. Uh, forgot to mention to the viewers at home that Ashley and Scott are vi- VP and president, right? Of LAFCS show, so these are our fearless leaders. And uh, so, um, you want to do a plug? Just uh, support the organization. If you're uh, interested in applying, we're actually accepting new yes. members uh, until Woo-hoo. the end of this month. It's already yep. March. So, so just go to laofcs.org and you can find the application information there. Um, you can find Scott on Twitter at the other Scott M. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find him on We Live Entertainment. You can find me at Ashley G Menzel on Twitter and I am also on We Live Entertainment and Rama. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com/ramascreen1. Thank you so much you guys for tuning in on this latest LAOFCS show and I'll see you guys all at South by Southwest. See you later. Let's rock this. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.